Coog's house. We're number two. We're number two. We're number two. We're number. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast over at your Houston Cougars. I'm our host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Ainsworth, here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater came to stop by, please be sure to subscribe and download the podcast each day for the latest on Cougs all year long. Once you're subscribed, our show should pop up on your feed each day, so be sure to make Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. It's nice to be able to see each other again. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave a comment, etc. Remember, every 250 subscribers, we're going to give something away. This 200, The first 250 are giving away a Marcus Sasser t-shirt from an artist we're actually going to get to talk to later this week. Uh, he's selling some stuff on Etsy. He's a big U of H guy. I think there's some really cool stuff coming out for each of the different players. Give me away Marcus Sasser t-shirt to be entered. We have to A, hit 250 subscribers, so make sure you subscribe and do your part. And then B, you have to be someone who's left a comment, so make sure that you leave a comment on the videos. Now, today, uh, if you don't have anything to say, I guess I should say the question today is, are animal crackers crackers? Leave us that. If you have nothing else to say on the video, you can leave that in the comments. Now, today, we're going to look at the number two ranked, newly number two ranked Houston Cougars, and kind of what it means to be atop the polls at this point in the season. Because frankly, in the preseason, we heard a lot of talk from Kelvin Sampson, coach, head coach Kelvin Sampson, about like why preseason rankings don't really matter to him, right? And like why that's not the biggest deal. But as we're looking at this now, like now we played some ball games. Now everyone's, you know, a lot of teams have a loss in their record. And Houston sits ranked very firmly at number deuce the two right and so we're gonna look at first of all like what does that mean for houston what does it mean happened around them and then kind of and the uh, that's to be the first segment and the second segment we're gonna look at like what the competition can look like and how that can impact the rankings from here on out and then in the third segment we're gonna look at some like hypothetical looking ahead to next year even with you know moving conferences and how that will shape things out as well but first thing it's in this first thing we have to look at like what being number two means for U of H, right? Now, U of H is the highest time they've been ranked, or excuse me, I should say this, the highest they've been ranked since the, like, five slam of jam of Final Four days, right? Like, this is crazy, crazy high. I remember, like, we went to Final Four a couple years ago. We actually finished the season ranked three. So being ranked three in the preseason, the highest preseason ranking, but, like, that's actually kind of around where we finished. And so that, like, it was, like, where we finished the season being previous season ranked. It's, like, a little different, da 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 Being ranked number two means that, theoretically, like, We've with everyone having played ball games, Houston looks like one of the best couple teams in the country. The rankings, if you did not see the AP poll itself, go North Carolina. I gotta pull up on the side here. North Carolina, Houston, Kansas, Texas, Virginia, Gonzaga, Baylor, Duke, Arkansas, Creighton, one through ten. Now, what's awesome is that uh frankly, we le- leapfrogged Gonzaga. Gonzaga had their loss to Texas but we didn't get leapfrogged by Texas with their big win against Gonzaga. That was kind of the fear, I think, from people on Twitter. It was like, yes, it's nice to see the team ahead of us lose, but Texas wasn't so far behind that there was kind of like, oh, crap, what's going to happen, right, and in in leapfrogging there. Um, I, bluntly, think it's interesting that we're still behind North Carolina. I know Isaac with the college, uh, he has locked on college basketball with Andy, and he also will, like, he does the Locked on uh, Tar Heels podcast and those kind of things. 
I'm surprised we're still behind UNC. Uh, at the time of polling, the biggest win they had was like a close game against Gardner Webb. Um, I feels almost like they're still riding the high of last season, right? They got the national championship game last season and all da 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 and all those kinds of things. Um, it, it feels like they must still be riding that high. And I don't have to tell you anything, but the listener and I both know that like that's a shame for Houston, right? Because like they're riding a high from last season where like Houston notably was like down a couple of key guys and Sasser and Tremont Mark both taking big, big injuries early in the year. They come back this year, two of our leading scorers, two of Houston's best players this season were playing high school basketball last year. It doesn't feel right to like have North Carolina ranked ahead of us on some preseason polls that were based basically on their last year thing when Houston has better wins this year, right? Houston's win against Texas Southern is akin to the North Carolina win against James Madison, right? And Houston won by 40 points. It's just not the same kind of thing to me, right? Uh, North Carolina beat James Madison and snuck out of win at Gardner-Webb. Those are both tournament teams, right? I'm not saying they're not, could potentially be tournament teams. But Houston's played several, like Oral Roberts will be a tournament team. Houston beat them by 38 points, right? Like, I, I don't think that they're quite apples to apples comparisons when actually looking at the product this year and like who's done what. Now, does North Carolina have some guys that might make the NBA? Absolutely. I'm not trying to diminish that program at all. Don't get on my back about this, Isaac. <laughs> but I will say that it doesn't like Houston's the best basketball team in the country. And, and I don't, I don't feel like I, I'm a, I mean, we're going to know each other. It's only been like, you know, the show's been on the air for like six weeks. I'm a very pessimistic fan. I firmly think that Houston's got the best team in the country. And I'm more pessimistic about like, Oh crap. How's this go wrong? Right? Like, I, I don't think it's crazy to think that Houston ought to be ranked number one right now. Um, I will say it's nice to see that we jumped Gonzaga. Gonzaga was previously, you know, right ahead of us. We were the number three team. Uh, Gonzaga did fall to Texas. Texas at the time was six. Uh, now they're, uh, they were also in the top 10, I guess. They might not have been six. Anyway, now Texas is right behind us at four. Um, and then Gonzaga turned around and beat Kentucky. So they didn't quite fall out of the top 10. Gonzaga fell to six um we didn't get as i opened with we didn't get jumped by texas which is a you know interesting move um we also did not get jumped by kansas kansas the defending champion has had some scrappy scrappy wins the last couple weeks um and frankly like had some really fun games a big one against duke um some fun fun games to watch on tv as well it's a really fun watch i got some scrappy kids uh if you're looking for big 12 basketball to watch um and then right behind kansas and texas is virginia We'll get to this segment later, but like we will see Virginia up close and personal later this season. Um, and those are five, or sorry, the five teams in the top five are all undefeated. Um, and then frankly, Houston is the only non power five team in the top five. Gonzaga at six is also not power five. Uh, Creighton at 10 is also not power five. Um, and things kind of get a little bit wonkier as you keep going down the list. I think it's interesting that, like, I, okay, call me crazy. And I know Oregon is hurt and I know Oregon is uh you know not the program of the like not the marquee program of the pac 12 you know sorry spencer our guest from last week but they're not um but they do have a lottery pick in khalil Ware. um they do have the the big nymphali dante guy that like kind of tore us apart i i thought that that win would be a little bit heavier in this and like oh houston is you know right where they belong again i sound like a crybaby, I'm sure. I'm sure people listen to this like, oh my God, this Houston guy's got to shut up. But I also like look at this like, how, what else, what else could the Cougs have done? Right. They went to Oregon. They played a one sided referee game. They won by 10 
and the other gym, and it was so ugly, uniforms and floor aside, that they had their own fans shouting they just wanted to go home, right? Like, what else could they realistically have done against the schedule they've got? Because it's not like Kentucky is just like volunteering to play Houston, right? It's not like Duke and Carolina are just volunteering to play Houston in the preseason. And so that's kind of the best they got. And if we're number two right now, that's fine. I think we, it's like, it's weird because we have this bullseye on our back that Samson has talked about since the preseason. Uh, Samson mentioned the preseason stuff that being the preseason number three team meant you're going to get a lot of teams' best games. You're going to get that bullseye on your back. But you don't quite get the upside of being like number one overall and the prestige that comes with that. And while frankly hoping to get that, um, that said, obviously, I'd rather be the number one team at the end of the season come April <laughs> than in you know the week of Thanksgiving that we're sitting here in. But it doesn't mean I don't like see some potential upside in being number one overall. And speaking of upside, um, this episode is brought to you by the Upside app. Um, so inflation has this all thing about different ways to cut back. I know here in Texas, like everyone's driving to see one of the holidays and like drives can be long across the state of Texas and gas ain't cheap. Now, whether it's driving less, standing out less, buying less things at the grocery store, we can all agree there's nothing fun about doing things less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on each purchase. To get started, you just got to download the Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 back in cash on your first purchase of $10 or more. You uh, claim an offer whenever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times as much, uh, three times more cash back on Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back. With your first purchase of $10 or more, that's $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. You use promo code LOCKED. That's Upside. Make sure you go download that today. Now, in the second segment here, I want to look at like what competition is doing for Houston. Because I mentioned the first segment, I was a little upset that the Oregon win didn't count for more. Um, and frankly, as we're going to get into this, there's a chance that really hurts Houston. So right Houston gets St. Mary's in a couple weeks. We play them in Fort Worth. Uh, so it's not really a home game, but not really a road game. It's a perennial tournament team. Um, and, you know, I think on most years, it looks great. They had a couple guys in the NBA this year that just got drafted. But this year, they're sitting at two and three already. That's not great. Um, in a couple weeks, we get to play Alabama. Alabama is currently ranked 18th nationally, and they are undefeated. Um but we'll see kind of what that looks like. We can get to them. Uh, I think that's December tenth, tenth. Uh, if I'm yeah, tenth. If I'm counting my days correctly, it's the week after the St. Mary's game, right? That's a big, big game. Remember that game from last year as well. Um, that's frankly like the next like because St. Mary's kind of looks like they're in a down year. It's probably the next like marquee matchup, right? Um, the the big one, the big one, big one, big one is the week after Alabama. Houston gets to play Virginia, who is currently ranked number five in the country. Now, presuming that Virginia doesn't drop the Michigan game. So the biggest game for Virginia between now and then is against Michigan. Uh, presuming that Virginia doesn't drop that, that's probably going to be a matchup of two top five teams. And that's a big, big game to happen in mid-December. Um, frankly, though, as I look at the Houston schedule, if they want to be... So 
if they want to continue to be a top five team, they want to continue to have this like one seed in the tournament type of thing and come March, they want to be that kind of a team. They might have to you know, have to beat Alabama and have to beat Virginia just to have a shot at it. Because frankly, there's no guarantee that Alabama has the kind of season they've had in the last couple of years. Although I do like their freshman Ryan Griffin a lot. Uh, shout out. He's another Texan kids. So that's probably why I like him a lot. Um, there's, there's no guarantee that they're, the you know Colin Sexton type Alabama type runs right, and they're also like hoping that Virginia is undefeated at the time we play them because that means they beat Michigan or a good team, but like Virginia's going to take some losses in the ACC, right? So like we need to kind of jump them because that's our best game in the non-conference. Oregon's showing to not be so great. Alabama may not be so great. St. Mary's proven not be so great. Like you know, uh, we'll talk about Kent State later this week, but I'm not I'm not like getting my hopes up for Kent State. Right. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where we are on all those things. And so as I look at that Virginia game, it holds just this like crazy amount of importance because it's the biggest non-conference game and Houston looks really good. Again, I think Houston's the best basketball team in the country, but Houston looks really good in a year where the conference kind of looks down, right? The American athletic conference has, Teams that are perennially very good at basketball. Memphis, like there's the recruiting class they signed for the class 2023 is awesome, right? They're really, really good next year. But this year, meh. SMU, Cincinnati, like have had good t- players and come through SMU and Cincinnati. SMU is also hard to play. It's in, in state rivalry, blah, blah, blah. Cincinnati has had a like, historically strong program. Uh, UCF has had like big time NBA guys, no pun intended with Taco Fall, but NBA guys come through, right? Um, Wichita State, obviously, like they had their like run there where they were in like kind of where Houston is now. Like they were like a small school that was like taking over things for a while. <coughs> and like, frankly, that ought to be good for the conference. It's a bunch of good basketball teams for this mid major, you know, air quotes conference. However, each of those teams, and we're not even Thanksgiving yet, already has a conference loss. Right, Memphis lost to St. Louis. Between now and conference play, they have to play Auburn, Alabama, Texas A&M. That might be three. They've already lost to St. Louis. Just St. Louis Billikens, not like anything like the University of St. Louis. And they've got three more potential schedule losses on the schedule. Right, SMU has already lost twice to Dayton and New Mexico. They still got to play Louisville, Texas A&M, and TCU. Before Christmas. Before Christmas. Cincinnati has already lost to Northern, not University of Kentucky, Northern Kentucky. They've got to play Arizona and as we're recording this a few hours. So by the time you've heard this, they've probably also lost Arizona. Right? Uh, if they haven't lost Arizona, that's actually great for the conference. And I'll take all my words back and eat my words in a later episode. I don't know. But I'm betting by the time you've heard this, they've lost Arizona. Uh, UCF lost to Asheville, UNC Asheville, but beat Oklahoma State. All right, so good for UCF. They have to play Santa Clara, Miami, Ole Miss, and Mizzou. Now, losing to UNC Asheville, but beating Oklahoma State, like, I don't know if that's, that makes me feel like they might split those two. So they have two conference losses, or two non-conference losses, and two, like, decent non-conference wins going in, or three if you can't the Ole Miss State. Like, okay, like, UCF, that's all right. Uh, Wichita State lost to Alcorn State, uh, not Acorn State, as I typed here because I typed things wrong. You notice I get typos every now and then, but Alcorn State. Uh, they still have to play Missouri, 
Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. Now, <clears throat> all this begs the question that if this is not a good year for the American Conference, can Houston maintain being a top four or five team? Can Houston maintain being the kind of team that demands a one seed come March? Can Houston maintain the respect necessary to do that? And I think the answer is yes. I frankly watch the product on the floor and kind of think as long as I play well against Virginia, the outcome of a single one game sample shouldn't negate all the other great basketball they played. Right. However, I also get that there's going to be this bias because Houston doesn't play in the like bajillion dollar stadium. Houston doesn't play at the like prestigious blue blood university, even though we've got like multiple runs of being really good at basketball. Right. Houston doesn't play in a power five conference. Houston's got these things working against them that come seeding in March could hurt them. And I can see you shaking your head for like, oh, Parker, what's the big deal about your seed in March? If you're good, you win, blah, blah, blah. What I don't need to have happen, because I think if we get the Final Four, it being at Energy Stadium, it being in Houston, I think we're cutting down nets. Okay? What I don't need to have happen is get put on some crazy circus road to get there because there's chaos in March. It's called March Madness for a reason every single year. And <clears throat> bluntly, I could see Houston because... Like the conference is down, they dropped their Virginia game, and like they could be like thirty-two and one. And someone's like, "Yeah, but like we've only seen them play one good team in Virginia, so they're a two seed." Like I could see something stupid happening, and Houston getting like a three seed in a crazy difficult bracket, and then having to go through a crazy amount of like tests and tribulations before even getting to that final four spot. When the truth is, they deserve to be at that top line. Now, I am already worried about March. I told you, I'm a pessimistic fan, right? Already worried about March. And needs to say that I am betting on the Cougs, but I'm not sure that it's like necessarily fair that they're the two seed overall. And that could impact how those bets come down. Speaking of betting on the Cougs, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, and analysis. You get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from basketball to football to soccer and esports they've got it all on betonline.net if you love sports podcasts you can find those on betonline as well they're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix head to that website today <coughs> you can use your mobile device to learn more betonline.net is where the uh where the game starts it's where you got to go for locked on sports it's where you also got to go to make sure that you're placing bets at the best possible outcomes. I'm telling you, I'm putting money on the Cougs throughout the regular season. I think it's kind of chance that the season with the kind of chance the Cougs really doing it all. So make sure you go to betonline.net and put money on the Cougs like your man, Matrix Mac or something like that right now. Okay. In the third segment, I will say that like, this is entirely hypothetical, but I look at a down year in the American athletic conference and the kind of negative impact that could have on the Houston Cougars at large, right? Um, theoretically, right? Like they run the table in the conference, like we want them to. That's nice. But like losing to like Alabama, Virginia on itself, two games before Christmas, with frankly key contribution being made by Terrence Arsenault and, and Jarris Walker, two freshmen, or Shaman Mark and Marcus Sasser, two guys that were hurt for all of last or most of last season, right? Like doesn't matter. 
you lose those games, I feel like that's going to be held so heavy over Houston's head. And the ultimate irony to me in this is that, like, next year, this ain't a problem. And I have high hopes for next year's team, too. But this year's team is special. One of a kind special. And next year's team is going to have the luxury of playing in the Big 12. Now, I say luxury. It's going to be really tough sledding in the basketball season next year, right? But this problem where you have to win all of the games is gone next year, right? Currently, the Big 12 has, on the outside looking into the top 25 in this polling, uh, West Virginia got three votes to get in. TCU got 82 votes to get in. Texas Tech is 21st overall. Baylor is 7th overall. Texas is 4th overall. Kansas is 3rd overall. And then next year's hopeful, all right, next year's Big 12 team, you have Houston, is 2nd overall. So in next year, I mean, I guess depending on who you're reading about when Texas leaves and da-da-da-da-da, potentially in next year's Big 12, you've got 7 of 14. It's half the conference in or flirting with being in the top 25. Now, what that means for the future of Houston basketball is that you can continue to play these big non-conference, play Carolina in the preseason, play Kentucky in the preseason, play Virginia in the preseason, play all these teams, because even if you drop that game by four points to Virginia in mid-December, and I don't think we are this year, but theoretically you could, right? Even if you do drop it, you have chances to make up for it with big-time wins against other top 25, top 10 caliber teams because you play them all twice later in the season, right? Like, theoretically, if Houston got to play number 7 Baylor and Scott Drew and those boys both at home and away later this season, dropping, like, the Alabama game would not be such a big deal because you play a top-10 team twice later in the season, right? that's not going to get to happen to Houston this year. And it makes that Alabama game so much more important, right? Uh, the same thing's going to happen with playing Kansas, right? Kansas just won it all last season. Just by being in the conference, Houston, we get to play them twice. And so, yes, you could, you know, stub your toe, or get bad refing like we just saw in Oregon. And maybe Terrence Arsenault isn't the freshman that comes, like something bad goes out in Oregon, right? Next season. It's tough. It happens. You can showcase that you've grown from that loss or grown from that game twice by playing Kansas home and home, right? Those kinds of things are why competitively Houston to the Big 12 makes so much sense. I know football runs these things and football dollars runs these things, and I'm also not stupid. The truth is, is that most of these other Big 12 schools want to lay claim to the city of Houston for recruits. They want our kids. Right, They want our kids to show up to their football programs and can tell their kids, hey, we're going to play in your hometown at least twice when you're in college. Hey, guess what? We're going to come down. You know, if we're Yes, we are you know, Oklahoma State. However, we're coming down to Houston. So, yes, you live in Pearland. Great. We're coming to Houston twice in the four years you're here. That's why they really want it. Right? Not only to mention, like, we could talk about the, like, the attendance and TDECU Stadium and, like, how they kind of think they can make it a quasi-home game for this. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to fix all that. You and I, we're going to fix that, right? However, that's the football side of things, and that's what they're going to say makes sense. But the Big 12 is about to be a basketball conference, right? It's about to be a very dominant basketball conference, especially in the season, potentially, where you have Texas crossing over because Chris Beard's building a program there, it looks like, and Texas-Austin's got you know its own thing going on, right? 
But in building that basketball conference, you can't leave Kelvin Sampson and Houston out of it. You're going to have Jamie Dixon's building something at TCU. Bobby Huggins has something at West Virginia, right? Texas Tech and Mark Adams have kept it rolling when Chris Beard left. Scott Drew and Baylor, they won it all two years ago, right? Uh, we just mentioned Chris Beard at Texas building something for the year that they may be in the conferences or may not. Right? Bill Self has had it rolling at Kansas, right? Bring in Kelvin Sampson to Houston. All of a sudden, that conference has some of the best coaching in the country, some of the best tradition in the country. I mean, you have five slam jam tradition, Elvin Hayes tradition. You got Kansas and all there. I mean, all the way back to Naismith himself, right? Like uh, Texas tech has up and down, I guess, theoretically, but like very, very strong as of late. Right. Uh, all those different Bob Huggins and, you know, Huggy bear and all those guys, like all of a sudden, like, Oh man, we hadn't talked about the fact that we're bringing in Cincinnati. Right. Like this is a strong basketball conference very, very quickly. And Houston fits right in that mix and Houston kind of has this cheat code because they just have to keep the Houston. We're bringing in kids to California and I love it and all that. But Terrence Armstrong showed us on Sunday night. We just have to keep the kids here. The kids are right here in Houston. Just keep them here. Just keep them here. Right. Um, And so that's why that move makes so much sense. And frankly, will make this whole like non-conference part of the schedule so much easier easier for the U of H so much so much easier for the Cougs if you want to talk about it or you want to vent a little bit with me make sure you find me on Twitter at Painsworth512 P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H 512 on Twitter and Instagram I'll be able to take all, talk all things Cougs I'm also talking Rockets and still really reliving the Astros and the World Series you know we can talk about the Texans if they want to but we can talk about all things Cougs football basketball Whatever, the volleyball team on campus is super, super good. I will say I really enjoyed the girls' game against Florida State the other day, even though they lost. It was a tough, tough game, fun, fun game, though, to go pay attention to as well. So make sure you're following all those things. I'm willing to talk with you all about it. We can talk sneakers all day long if you want. Preface, I did not get the lost and found ones. We can talk about a later date, but I'm really upset that I did not get those either. Anyway, find me on Twitter, Pains of 512, to talk about all of those various things. Thank you so much for downloading and subscribing to Locked on Cougs and making us your first listen of the day. If you're looking for a second listen, the one I've been throwing out this week has been Locked on Rockets because the Rockets are a fun rebuilding project. We're using the word fun correctly there, right? They're a fun rebuilding project, and Jackson Gatlin's doing a great job of covering them. So make sure you go follow him and Locked on Rockets for your second listen. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again tomorrow all about the Cougs. Locked on, Locked on Cougs, a proud member of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Cougs!